Hello and welcome back to a brand new Player 2 Review Discussion. My name is Paul James. Today I'm joined by two debutants to the format, pop culturist Max Cooper. How are you, mate? Good, thanks. How are you going? Yeah, very well. And a new face to Player 2, but his name's popped up a lot if you've been tracking the website in the last couple of weeks. It's It's been a an excitable, enthusiastic, energetic start with lots and lots of articles and reviews. Jason Hawkins, how are you? Good. Every day is a beautiful miracle. And there's a lot more to come because we are talking about Stranger of Paradise, Final Fantasy Origin. I didn't just have to look down and check what the name was that time around, but we'll see how we go as the episode goes on. The three of us, thanks to Bandai Namco Australia, have been playing the game over the course of the last few days. It is a very short turnaround, I guess, for, for open disclosure for people here. Um, and we've been playing it. We're at various different stages. None of us, as of the time of this recording, have finished the game. So grain of salt, if you like, for everything we've got to say here. But I guess before we dive into the minutia, how is everyone finding the game so far? Max? Uh, yeah, it's been... I've, I've really enjoyed it. Uh, obviously, um, for those of you don't, who don't know, um, I am a huge Final Fantasy nerd. I have Final tattoos. Fantasy. I've got Final Fantasy tattoos. I've got lore books. This is right up my alley. Uh, it's a style of gameplay as a, uh, that I love enjoy playing. It's that uh, Neo Soulsborne-esque gameplay. So it, straight off the bat, it was hitting all the right buttons for me. So I was I was destined to enjoy this game. What about you, Jason? Uh, when I picked it up, I was like very reluctant because I don't. My kind of rule of thumb is to never watch any form of content before it comes out. So I didn't yeah. know like literally anything about this except hey, it's a Final Fantasy game. And I'm like, okay, let's do this. Yeah, I was going to uh, say, I when, thought... I, when I put the offer out there for a code, you replied within 20 seconds. Yeah. And you don't, you don't even, you, you've you made it a goal personally to not use Facebook Messenger as a general rule. I yeah. put it in our team, like Player 2 Team Messenger, and you replied within 20 seconds. So Look, I guess you make uh, exceptions, right? It was lucky. It was lucky, honestly. Um, I have keywords set up to uh, alert me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so when I picked it up, I'm like, I was playing through it and I'm like, I was playing through the dialogue and everything. And then I'm like, this dialogue is so trash and like, it's so over the top. And then I go into the gameplay and I'm like, I see kind of what they're doing. But then as you get into it, you're like, and it, you know, you unlock some of those jobs and everything like that. It starts to get a lot more understandable. And you're like, okay, yeah, this has got a lot of Neo blood. Um, there's a lot of souls in here as well. And I'm starting to really, really dig it once you get into it. But it, there was a quite a bit of a learning curve there. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. And as someone who, I mean, I guess looking at the kind of spectrum where all our backgrounds are when it comes to this, I am very, very pro Final Fantasy, but I have been very, very anti Souls slash Soulsborne, anything in that sort of vicinity, with the exception of Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order over the journey. Um, like that's just not been in my wheelhouse whatsoever. Um, so, yeah, it was it was an intimidating prospect going into it. I guess we'll focus on one of the the big wins out of this whole thing for me that that. Um, I don't know, might rile a few feathers on the internet once once the game's finally out there. But um, yeah, I guess that that balance between those those three pillars, the Final Fantasy, and then everything you know, what we can see from Neo and traditional Souls and all those sorts of things, really starts to come through. But I think I feel like the balance is mostly pretty good. Like it feels still accessible to a someone like myself who comes in purely as a Final Fantasy fan. But then if you do have that experience in the Soulsborne sort of genre, you're going to be okay as well. Yeah, I'm playing it on like I'm playing it on the hardest difficulty that we can unlock. Uh, I know that there is a harder difficulty uh, after unsurprisingly the one we've got. called chaos. <laughs> yeah, um, and it's tough. It's really tough. Um, I I thought 
like obviously the the way they had explained it to us is hey you got you meant to play this in co-op but you know don't we have you know, yeah use burner accounts and use all sorts of stuff and was like ah I, i'm just gonna play it offline like that's fine and so you're with the two npcs that are always following you around and yeah like if you aren't paying attention even if you're decently leveled enemies can just like like just normal enemies will kill you easily yeah. really easily and bosses are rough um really really rough there's a couple of times where i'm like had to like really mix up my strategies to make sure that i can take them down and even then it's taken me like an hour of yeah, like right. fiddling around with the boss work trying to work it out to actually get it done so yeah um it's it's a really really tough game on that difficulty and i imagine it's going to get a whole lot more difficult but i'm i'm loving it honestly how about you, Max? Like, how does it stack up difficulty-wise when we're comparing it to just using Jason's experience there? Like, how does that stack up to you've just you're fresh off Elden Ring and you still plan yeah. on going back to chase down the platinum as well? Um, but how does it stack up difficulty-wise in your eyes so far? So I'm playing on adventurer mode, which is the I, I guess the standard action. action. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a, it's like name, yeah. the standard different standard difficulty, I would guess. Um, yeah, there's there's I, I think I described it to you as. Uh, it's difficult enough to pose you a problem where you're not going to uh, blindly kill bosses on your first attempt, but not so difficult that you're kind of banging your head against a wall. So yeah, when... I don't, I don't know if this is the case with the harder difficulty, but when you fail a boss on the first attempt, it gives you a tip orb before you go into the boss fight. It's like, hey, maybe try this. And then yeah. if you fail it again, it gives you a secondary tip orb. It's like, hey... Uh, here's another, you know, here's another way that you can deal with this boss. Uh, some bosses have appendages that you can break that uh, make it easier. They'll uh, they'll disregard some of their attack patterns if you've done if you've if you trigger certain things. So it does give you an opportunity to uh, learn from your mistakes, which is which is good. And also, like on that, and you know, the the bosses and the tips that they give you. In fact, like if you. I guess unlike a lot of other Souls games not all but you can go back and rerun these bosses within the same mm. thing like everything's broken up into a level by level structure as opposed to yep. maybe what we see from an Elden Ring is the most recent example where it's just a big world and once you beat a boss they're dead yeah, so um, it's very similar to that of Neo where it's a mission structure yeah. for each each uh, self-contained level and there's a little glossary slash appendix in the in the game there that you can actually go back through and like if you're rerunning a level with a boss that you know maybe it's been quite a few hours since you fought them you can actually go back and like that tip is actually just kind of saved in there for you yeah. so you can go back and double check what that was before going and rather than have to go through that process of discovery again like okay how did I do this now sure you you're way more overpowered than what you were before but yeah having that little bit of knowledge going straight into it is awesome for anyone who's running for certain loot because there's there's percentage drops and all those sorts of things uh, for certain items. They may or may not show up, so you might find yourself running that boss quite a few times if you're really keen on getting one particular item. So it's handy that that hint and tip is there for anyone who's going back at some later point. I have been also playing on action um, and have dabbled in the, the lower modes just to check out what, it, what it's like, especially, and the one that's potentially going to aggravate the, the internet is the fact that not only is there essentially easy normal and and hard but within that easy one which is referred to a story mode there's essentially a tick box called casual um and that's where it gets very close to what you were talking about max where you can just blindly hack and slash through it doesn't quite get to that point i have jumped into that and tried that approach like okay what happens and i've just gone and rerun a mission that i've just finished because i didn't want to go into it too overpowered um where my stats might carry me through and i've just 
tried to swing my whole way through. And look, you get through the majority of the small fries without too many issues. You can you can almost blindly get through it. But as you get towards the end of a, a level, that eventually takes its toll. You've exhausted enough of your potions or the boss itself because it's still got its various attack patterns that you need to abide by. It can still kick your teeth in. So it's not like if that is your approach. If you expect to go into this game and still blindly hack your way through it like you might in a traditional character action game, even on that lowest mode, you will still get beaten up on eventually. If, if not right away, it'll eventually happen. So you do still need to learn to play by the game's rules. But that said, um, in that mode, it doesn't take a lot of um, reworking your approach to adapt very quickly to what they do. Like You can still wear them down very, very quickly um, in that mode. So I, I've been very happy going back to action mode. When uh, I'm, I'm not going to get the guts to take on hard. That's just not for me. As, it's as it's a lot, honestly. Yeah. It is a lot. Like, action I, actually most... feels like a lot to me at times too. Yeah. And that's fine. Like, that's why these difficulty modes exist. Like, to, you know, give everyone a chance to play the way they want to play. Listen, Frostoft. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this Final Fantasy is always, always meant to be a super accessible thing. And I yeah. think that's, I think it's good. Uh, the casual mode also has a, another benefit of the unblockable attacks. The ones that flash red they can actually be blocked. Yeah. Oh, really? Which I thought was yeah. super cool. That's, uh, that's, an, that's an amazing feature, actually. Yeah, yeah, and sorry, really I, I should have, yeah, I should have flagged that. Yeah, that is one of the things that was one of the real perks in that sense. That, okay, I can block this now, because it was it was very early on. I hadn't got myself into the rhythm properly, and I went to block something that was listed as unblockable, and suddenly I did. And I thought, oh, fantastic, cool. Um, so that, that was nice in that respect. I guess moving on from the difficulty side of it, which I think there's going to be a lot of think pieces about that going up over the course of the next few weeks. Um, considering everything we've just recently seen with Elden Ring. Um, the moment-to-moment -moment itself, like what, how are we finding that combat and how it, how it feels to actually partake in the flow there? You've got all the different classes that we've seen from Final Fantasy come across. We've got the skill trees that then unlock more. There's there's a lot going on in that space. Are we, are we finding that that's working pretty well for everyone or are we finding that we're gravitating towards one or two classes and that's basically it? Uh, personally, I kind of had some... Uh, basically analysis paralysis of what am I going to pick because you do get quite a few options off the get-go. Yeah, about um, seven or eight, I think. Close yeah, but because you can look at the skill trees in their entirety before you go into them, I kind of went, these are the advanced jobs that I want to get to. How do I get to those? And kind of just focused in on those trees. Uh, so I'm sitting on... So there's your standard classes, your... I think it's advanced, then expert. Uh, uh, it's basic... Uh, basic norm uh, advanced, advanced and, and expert then, yeah. yeah so i've i've unlocked two of the expert classes uh one of them sounded a lot cooler than what it was going to be what was it uh i unlocked the void knight yeah um, that is a good name yeah yeah it uh was not the the hopeful promise that i had uh placed upon it so that's my own fault and that's i'm now right. working uh yeah and i'm now working on unlocking the the final fantasy classic of the dragoon oh very good yeah but um for, for moment to moment i did try all of them out for a bit i found that personally i found the magic classes to be the least fun uh mana uh, um it still depletes pretty like, rapidly even it, in it those depletes, classes. yeah so so trying to uh maintain your mana is, is um can be difficult at times because uh to upgrade your max or to increase your maximum mp you have to use the shatter mechanic that's built into the game where you uh, break their gauge similar to that of uh sekiro where you can instantly kill an enemy if you break their poise gauge uh so that's how you increase your maximum mana and i find it uh at sometimes 
the magic can be too strong and you kill them before you can stagger them and then you can't increase your maximum mana pool and you're constantly yeah. just running out of mana and uh once you're out of mana you you can you can you know you can run in a melee combat with your with your uh magic maul for instance but it kind of no takes away effective. yeah yeah it kind of takes away from the i i want to stand back and yeah. and cast spells at things i don't want to get up close the whole point of picking this class so you, you've got to play that risk reward of you know how quickly do i expend all the all your mana and the way the spell system works is the longer you hold down the cast bar the more mana you use but the stronger your spell so if you're holding down too long you're just kind of wasting mana which, yeah, that uh, is something I've had which, to adjust to myself is oh, just a quick tap of R2 so that I can quickly throw out that well, um, acci- fire attack as opposed to a Firaga out of nowhere. You accidentally cast Flare on Black Mage and waste all eight of your MP. Because oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it consumes I, all mana. Yeah, you just set your mana back to zero and then it's so hard to come back from there. It's like, oh my God. Yeah, that was really tough. Yeah, well then you're uh, forced to go melee. What about you, Jason? Uh, I am a sucker when it comes to pretty much all games. And if there is something to collect or unlock or do, I will do it. So I have unlocked all jobs. Um, Very nice. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I'm on on the way there myself. That is certainly kind of part of my plan at the moment, but yeah. And it's fun. Honestly, I, when it comes to the bosses and, uh, the classes, I have had to mix it up fairly consistently. Like, um, some of the bosses one of them was a dragon zombie uh spoilers for final fantasy uh every 10? final fantasy game yeah is. final fantasy 10 i think that level's based on um and because it it put out like uh rot all over the ground so you couldn't get close to it and if you did you'd get poisoned and your mana your health was constantly going down so i was i tried about four or five different jobs against it before i found one that works um i also have a ton of problems with the uh magic system it it doesn't feel right because uh, like you said um you know you start using it and then you just run out of mana super duper quickly but on those hard modes everything hits like a truck so you have to use that soul shield otherwise you're going to get nowhere so your magic it comes up again really really quickly um and you're just cycling through because enemies are just laying into you and then you've mm. got to uh, hit them back and you're firing off your R2 spells without charging them up because you just don't have time because as soon as you start charging up a spell you, you see that little reticle go red and that monster's coming straight after you yeah. um, and it's a huge bummer But that, that soul shield that you mentioned is obviously a very interesting part compared to just the stock standard you know, defensive shield that is well there's also a part of this as well so yep. how are you finding that because it's kind of an opportunity to absorb a technique um that yeah from, i love from it from an honestly. enemy as well as as well as a defensive tool yeah um it's really really good against a huge amount of enemies like uh, stealing their technique i mean you can use the thief uh to actually steal it but um uh grabbing their ability to just like throw it back at them is incredibly useful and uh, honestly really uh really needed against a lot of the bosses so it's it's really fun to like just grab an ability and because it's an instant ability you use it in in terms of your combo so because the combat system is so fluid i have a feeling that a la uh bayonetta or something similar that has incredibly quick or devil may cry even um has incredibly quick incredibly fluid combat i think we're going to see some really really interesting people playing this in the future um, that I really, yeah. really look forward to, um, where they're like, 
you know, they'll use a couple of abilities. They'll throw in an instant to do a, an animation cancel. They'll move to the next job. They'll lay into it a bit more, then use another animation cancel and keep that really, really going from there, which I think is going to be awesome to watch. I am not that good at it, um, but it is fun to see. <laughs> no, the, the prospect of what people could do when they're chaining those techniques together is pretty yeah. enticing. So i definitely, definitely keen to see that. Um, yeah, I mean, I've again, I guess with that, that context in mind that not being the Souls person, I feel like I've adapted fairly well. Again, I'm not going to sit here and say, great, I can go play Elden Ring now. Because I can't, let's be real. Um, maybe one day when I when the, the releases stop coming out and I can dedicate 200 hours to getting halfway through the game because I died yeah. that many times. But anyway, um, yeah, look, I, I'm, but I am feeling good about it. And it is the, the merger of those Final Fantasy elements and you know that technique stealing and those sort of things with those classes and very comfortable with those classes and how they work from the traditional games and i go okay well this is for example your your undead zombie like okay i know know what to do when i see an enemy like this and it's flicked to a class that like yes i may not have necessarily leveled them up as much so like but at least they're going to offset the one big obstacle that i've got to face here and then i can start to work my way through it um hopefully touch wood so that um i i am liking how all those things connect yes it's especially the MP as, as has been highlighted a few times is one of the big handicaps there and I'm definitely not good enough to overcome it as as per the, the example you referenced there Jason but um, I'm liking it for the most part I it, it's certainly the highest part of the game I guess for me um, I'm really really enjoying that and how it all feels the world design is fine like it, it allows fine, you to, yeah. it, it's it's pretty stock standard from what i can tell like it's you know oh look there's a ledge that i can fall off great that's i'm cut this is my equivalent of a door closing behind me now i'm stuck in here to deal with this little wave of enemies that appears awesome like it's it's a bit by the numbers in that space but it's fine how are you how are you finding your um npc allies because a good 50 percent of the time they are absolutely useless i find I mean, that's... More than 50% of the time. <laughs> yeah. More, more like 90% of the time. At least they don't use my potions. Um, yeah. They don't die too often, them. but that's yeah. only because they're, like, very reluctant to get into any scraps. Um, mm. Yeah, I'm not... Because, I mean, you, to a degree, you can force them, um, yeah. but even then, most of the time, they kind of just get them into themselves more, in more trouble than what they're worth. You can you certainly know, they're, see they're... why it's recommended that we play in co-op, huh? So we don't have to they're... contend with them. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're I mean, they're good mid-shields. Like... shields. They're just yeah, aggro yeah. shields. Yeah. Yeah, pretty yeah, much true. what they're for. Like, hey, I need to, I need to heal up for a second. If you could just get in the way for like two <laughs> seconds, is all I need. Just stand right in front of me so I can't get hit. <laughs> to Jason's point before, though, sometimes getting even that two seconds can be really, really hard at times. Oh yeah, they, yep. they, they are pretty unrelenting. Like they see you, the target is on you, and they will chase you until more or less the end, uh, the end of the the combat encounter, or unless yeah, one of those meat shields happen to just stupidly stumble into the way. Yeah, I, re I actually really love the way that target reticle goes red to show you that, hey, that monster is now coming toward you. It's, yeah, you're the yeah. one they're focusing on. I think that's a really cool thing. Because um, it can get quite messy. In some, like the, yeah. the color palette that's used in some of the environments, I certainly found this quite early on, um, was quite dark. And I'm sure that's probably the case the majority of the way through the game. It is a very dark sort of brooding you know, game tonally. So I'm sure that's, that continues to be represented even later into the game. Um, and obviously a lot of the enemies kind of have darker skin or fur or whatever it is as well so sometimes like especially when there's you've got yourself two uh two you know allies npcs and a whole bunch of enemies in there there's some encounters where there's seven or eight enemies at least that are all surrounding you um it can be a little bit disorienting at times so that that has been one challenge that i've faced in that respect i don't yeah. know if anyone else has found the same thing 
Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I've had to use the lock-on feature a bunch. Um, I'm in an area at the moment which is like all... Uh, uh, how do I explain it? It's like a bunch of miasma everywhere. And so it's mm. like dark fog and you're like, I can't see anything, so I'm just relying on lock-on to tell me where enemies are. Thanks. Oh, fun. Not yeah, that's a fiddle heaps with uh, the, the graphic setting to try and get the color palette a little bit better so I could see. I guess if we want to, you've just you've just referenced graphics. I will I will highlight that the game doesn't look that much better than the PS3 game. <laughs> in a few in a few areas, some of the cutscenes look okay. The cutscenes um, look fine. Um, I am I I saw some whispers around the internet saying, "Yeah, it looks kind of like trash." I'm like, eh, it's not uncommon for those type of games, uh, like your Neo style games, to like really dial back the graphics because they want that to be that crisp fluid flame, uh, frame rate because if that frame rate is not up to snuff you're just going to die and it's just going to be super frustrating so I understand why they've, why they've dialed it back a bit yeah, yeah for sure um, and I guess you touched on it also early on while we're just kind of in this presentation sort of window there uh, the writing which is then supported by the voice acting um, can be a little bit yeah, I think everyone kind of knew what was going to happen when we saw all the promo footage and those sort of things and the word chaos was uttered 5,000 <laughs> times. And oh, See, I, mean, I solved that problem by putting Japanese voices on. Uh, and then you, just don't hear them, <laughs> then you just don't hear them shout chaos every two seconds. Well, yeah, there's that. <laughs> you have yeah, to read it. Every but... time you get, like... Every time you get close to a treasure chest, you hear, like, both your party members tell you that the treasure chest is there and you're like, yeah... I know. I just saw it. Thanks. Yeah, it's yeah. It can be a little bit much in that respect, and yeah. The, I, the I ca- do enjoy the, the if if you're not paying attention uh, to the to the interface when you use your second to last potion, it's like this is this is my we're down to the last yeah. one. Got to play. That, safe. that is a good one. That that's is that's a, a really one. helpful uh, call out. I think because <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of us that at various times with various games we're playing because we're so consumed by the action that's going on, we do sometimes lose sight of the UI and the things that it's trying to tell us. So. Prompts like that are actually fantastic. It's just, yeah. yeah. Not to mention writing, every single. It's... Not to mention every single ability is so flashy that it kind of takes over the screen. Yeah, yeah, that too. Honestly, the writing kind of reminds me a little bit of actually one of my favorite games that also has incredibly trash writing, which is Dragon's Dogma. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> and it, it just it's the honestly the so writing just reminds cool. me of exactly like that, except Dragon's Dogma is just a lot worse in the writing regard. It's just oh, wow, beautiful. <laughs> Like if I if I cycle back to the chaos one briefly, like I understood why, like no, with my history of Final Fantasy, I understood why mm. the word chaos was important here in terms of how it connects to the original Final Fantasy. But I'm sure there were ways that they could have avoided, like even just calling chaos that fucker, for example, just every now and then, instead of instead of trying, you know, um, using him by his name again, like. And not to mention they talk about the chaos that he's brought on the world, and those sorts of things. Like, yeah. oh my god, just it's such a Japanese thing. Yeah. Uh... But even heavy-handed, I think, for a lot of Japanese games, I felt. Uh, clearly, you have not played a Dynasty Warriors game in a while, where chaos I is had, the synonym yeah. for war. And you're just like, great, That's good yep, chaos is everywhere. And you're just like, fuck, I can't deal with this right now, please. Ah, oh, shit, yeah. yeah. Um, anything else we really wanted to spotlight and highlight up to this yeah, point? Yeah, there, there was, was actually a question I had yet. around it. Um, this is a... I guess it's kind of a spin-off of Final Fantasy One, is it? Like it's a prequel. We're looking at Chaos. The isn't it? The map is the exact same as Final Fantasy One. It's, it's a retelling, isn't it? I don't oh. think it's a retelling because retelling is like 
your Final Fantasy VII remake, I guess. Like, I think this is just like a what if story or something similar, except we don't know what the what if is. Um, uh, like we've seen a lot of well, uh, when you go to that mission menu, that is exactly the same map as Final Fantasy One, and they're talking about all the Final Fantasy One spots, but they're leaning into like. This is a game that came out around the time, same time as the 35th anniversary of Final yeah. Fantasy. So every single mission is based on a Final Fantasy zone. Like yeah. one of the first ones you go to is that uh, the Sea Grotto, and that's Sestasha yes. from Final Fantasy 14. And there's so uh, I've just um, I've just found the answer for us with a quick Wikipedia search. It's an alternate universe retelling of Square Enix's original Final Fantasy on the NES. Okay. The storyline follows a set of characters brought into a fantasy world to face the malevolent chaos. So yeah, it's it is kind of uh, I, prequel is a little bit much, but yeah, we, we've kind of struck the original Final Fantasy one from existence to retell in a totally different way. But about time, honestly. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, the Final Fantasy one's pretty weak as as a as a rule, but it saved the company, so. We can't yeah. <laughs> it's a bad game. It's a bad. No, yeah, I it, it, I it's agree. a seminal game, but that doesn't make it a good game. It doesn't it's make a it terrible. a good game. <laughs> any other, any other thoughts at all? Uh, it does run a lot better than the the demos that they've released. Yeah, uh, good. Uh, there, there's been vast improvements. Um, obviously, having not played multiplayer yet, I can't uh, I can't talk to whether or not they. My my biggest. I got to play multiplayer in the last demo, and my biggest gripe was with it was. If the host activated one of the uh, save point crystals to uh, either level up their job or change gear, it would automatically teleport and put their second player in a loading screen. Oh. And then if they backed out and went back in, you'd also hit another loading screen. Oh. Now, I understand why it exists when you're playing single player because it pulls your NPCs straight towards you, and that makes sense. But in a multiplayer setting, if you're in combat, but the host opens his menu... It rips you out of what you're doing, teleports you to him, and puts you in a loading screen. <laughs> yeah, that's that's wacky, honestly. Um, it's, um, I guess so it's I don't because... know if that's been fixed, but again, I can see why it happens because of the single player aspect. Yeah. Um, it, but it is frustrating in a multiplayer setting. Yeah, I actually have some issues with the menu anyway. Like it's a to pause the game, you have to bring up the menu and then press the pad touch button, pad, yeah. touch pad. To, but when you unpause, it puts you back in that menu again. So if you're doing that during a boss fight, you may as well just wipe because yeah. by the time you get into that menu, press pause and then get back out of that menu and then you can't attack. Like you expect to unpause and then just start attacking. Nope, still in that menu. You've got to come back out of that. Doesn't make sense at all. And, that. Oh, it's yeah. terrible. It's honestly terrible. Um, Thankfully, I haven't really had to pause too much, but I have... Mm. I have previously, like I've seen the prompt, like what? Yeah, and it's it's wild. I can see how yeah. that would be a big issue because even yeah, like if the menu's open, you can still actually navigate the world. Like you can still run around. Yeah. In that screen, that that doesn't make a lick of sense considering that yeah, you can't fight back at that point, but you can still move around. Yeah, just so auto pause when you open the menu, but yeah, whatever. Who am I to judge? Yeah. It's a it's a strange oversight. There, there. I guess there are numerous strange decisions about the game, but overall, I think we can still all confidently say we've, we've had a good time with it so far without yeah, experience up to this so. point. It feels a lot like Final Fantasy, well, Square Enix want this to be a quite a large game because I was sneakily having a look at some of the achievements and, you know, after you unlock, there's the Chaos difficulty and then there's an achievement for completing 200 stages on Chaos difficulty. I'm like, okay, that's like... EDF levels of replayability mm. if that happens 
Um, so I'd be very interested to see how much replayability there is um, after Yeah, what they kind of throw into this game, yeah. Yeah, I think that'd be really interesting to see. I don't know if we're going to be able to get there during the incredibly short <laughs> preview, uh, review cycle, but it'd be interesting to see. Um, maybe it's just a thing of like just jumping in with your friends and just, you know, beating the hell out of a few monsters or whatever. Because some of the missions are kind of short, but yeah, very interesting to see that they expect 200 missions cleared. I'm like, okay, sure. Yeah, it's pretty full on. Max, what about you? Any other thoughts? No, I mean, uh, the one thing that you and I spoke about earlier today, um, similar to that of uh, Neo, you do have a cap on your inventory space. Oh, and yeah, it yeah, was, good point. And the sh- and the shop is so well hidden behind a bunch of menus. <laughs> and then I did not never really highlight shop. it to you. Yeah, yeah like, they they yeah. bring it up once, but they don't they, tell you yeah, where to say, find it. They say it once, and then I dismantled about five hundred pieces of gear, and then still didn't have enough stuff to upgrade my gear that I had. I'm just like, okay. But, I mean, to be fair, the game throws gear at you like it's going out of fashion. So, oh, yeah. the, 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 you know, two seconds later, I've got gear that's better than what I'm wearing anyway. So, I don't know whether or not the the point of upgrading your stuff is not until the end or post game where you've, you've kind of got your loadouts. Because, obviously, um, I don't think we mentioned this when we were talking about the character classes, but as you upgrade their affinity, depending yeah. on what gear you're wearing, plus your your upgrade tree skills you get passive bonuses for each individual class which is so fantastic there's, like, there's a benefit to wearing it. yeah there's a benefit to actually wearing the gear but they've also added the great hit this button and we will auto equip the best possible gear for you but it doesn't take affinities into account it just yeah. looks at the raw numbers and goes here you go yeah that so depending it's very on what your playstyle is because um, i mean you could get very weighed down in that system because it's it's very similar to that of neos where it There's throws, a lot of micromanaging like, you could do it, in there. It, it throws so much numbers at you uh, at once, and if you don't know what you're doing with it, it can be quite daunting. Yeah, and it's it's hard as well because you've got to equip gear that's going to work for both of your equipped jobs. Yes. Um, yeah, the optimize equipment button I never use because yeah. it does a quite a few things that I don't like. For example, it'll happily put a gear on instead of actually rare gear because it's just mm. got a slightly better defense stat. Um, it doesn't, uh, like you said, it doesn't take um, affinities into practice. So actually one of the good things about the affinity system is if you're not using a job, but you've got gear equipped for an affinity, it'll give you experience for it, which is awesome. Like, you know, I'm leveling like three or four jobs at a time, or when I go into a boss, I just put on gear for whatever I'm using for my main DPS to just pump up those stats quite a bit. Yeah, that's certainly um, been an approach I've taken with, like, okay, I've got one class that's getting close to having hit the, the, the cap. And I'm going, okay, well, at this point, I don't need to keep piling all my... I can turn my attention to this and I'll have one or two unit, items of gear that are still giving some of that passive XP towards that, that affinity, that, that um, job. And so I'm, I'm just clearing the rest of that experience a lot slower at that point, obviously, but yeah. I'm still getting it while I'm starting to instantly start building up the next thing. And I'm, I'm going to keep working through these at a far more rapid rate than if I was committing the time so and also getting to change up my experience and then as you as you hit the advanced classes uh they they have the ability to equip multiple styles of weapons and then it, yeah. it, it vastly affects what abilities they can use from their own skill tree yeah. so for instance when i was the first time i played void knight i hit the the auto equip everything button it's like hey you can have jewel daggers as a void knight but you can <laughs> and you can use one skill in your skill tree 
I'm like, well, that's that's not good. I'll have a sword and shield, please, so I can have yeah. all the abilities. The famous so you've got a, light you've, fighter, Void Knight. Yeah, you've got to really, you know, um, you can really build craft if you're, you know, if you have the mind for it and the, yeah. and the want to do that. It allows you to do that. Uh, just one more statement about the uh, equipment system. Uh, yeah, it does throw a ton of gear at you, but uh, I didn't find the smithy until maybe six or seven missions in. Because I'm yeah, like, okay, this say. is brace this up, and I'm like, I don't know where it is. And I'm looking on the map, and I'm like, okay. And then I'm just flicking through the menus, just fiddling, and I'm like, okay, there it is. Um, one of the things that super duper annoys me is, yeah, you can send stuff off to your um, uh, storage to save it between missions to like, you know, desynth mm. or whatever afterwards. But like the basic gear that everyone has, you can't get rid of in any way. Yeah. So no. when you get all the characters, you're using up like at least, you know, 20, 25 pieces of gear and you're out of 500 and it's, it's so annoying. And it's well, always at the bottom when you're trying to desynth it. Like, oh. That's the only reason why I found the Smithy because I got a message saying you've you've hit your, your limit for yeah. inventory space. Please yeah, dismantle some stuff. I'm like, okay, where where do I find this thing? <laughs> and initially, I don't know, you'd be like, I was like, well, I still want to be picking up stuff. Like, I'm getting close to a boss at this point. I need to, yeah. I want to get the gear that they drop. So I just threw out a whole bunch of stuff. Yep. Just, yeah, I do it all the time. I'm just like, I couldn't be bothered. Just get rid of it. So I mean, it does it does have the the, the nice effect of uh, similar to that of again Neo. It 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 glows a certain color while it's on the ground. So if it's if yeah. it's gray you kind of just eh, i won't turn back for it yeah but if it's if it's yellow or purple or blue it's, it can be it's like i have to i have to turn around and get that it could be could be worth my yeah. worth my time the, the filter system also completely sucks like i wanted to find all of the gear that had no affinity so i'm like okay no worries i'll set the filter to none for affinity and then do search nope that just means don't look for affinity i'm like why is it like this and you can't search for like gear under your current level you've just got to arrange it by equipment level it's it's a mess because i just i just love to be able to go hey here's all the gear for like affinities for jobs i have completely leveled so it's no use to me anymore just get rid of it all and it's just not able to be done so you just end up throwing out pretty much everything carte blanche oh yeah um clear the field if for anything yeah. that's like lower than two below your current level he's like yeah it's not that's worth kind of it. been my approach is like okay the for me it's not been two or three it's it's been five like five levels below and that's it i just uh, hold triangle and just select all toss yeah. out of course knowing that the few things at the bottom aren't going to get tossed out but <laughs> but like it's just okay there we go there's 20 swords that i've just thrown out and or disc uh, or you know set off to the smithy whatever like it's yeah it's some weird nonsensical decisions that have gone on there that frankly i mean techno with techmo with what they've done in the past then you pair that with the various experiences that Square Enix had. It's a weird one that's kind of slipped through the cracks, but yeah. it has regardless. Maybe they'll fix it up. Hopefully they'll fix it up. Hopefully, yeah. All right, we'll wrap things up there because, Jason, people will get to see your thoughts in your written review on the Play 2 website. Max, I'm sure you'll be talking about it on For the Players, the Pop Culture's PlayStation podcast, when you're allowed to do so. Um, <laughs> as Ryan has discovered earlier tonight, he nearly blew, <laughs> blew, uh, blew the lid on everything for us early. He's the worst. <laughs> he just do doesn't appreciate a good embargo, does he? Um, so, gents, where can everyone find you on the internet to, to hear what you've got to say further about the game? I'll, I'll, I'll let you go. I'll let you go oh, first. Jason, go for it. Uh, yeah, all of my stuff will be on Player 2. Uh, I did have my own site, but now I'm exclusive with Player 2 because... Just like Microsoft, cool. we bought him out. Yeah, they seem like a cool bunch, <laughs> I guess. 
Um, yeah, so all of my stuff will be there. Uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, I don't know why you would. I never use social media, but I do exist, and that would put you in a very exclusive club of my followers. Um, so I am at Pesma on uh, Twitter, uh, which will be... Immediately above your head in this video. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, right there. So... Just imagine it above his head. <laughs> yeah, uh, so all, yeah, the links will be in the uh, doobly-doo, as they say. Mm. Max, how are you? Uh, as for me, you can find me on Twitter at bpossess101, and as uh, Paul mentioned before, you can catch me on For the Players, the uh, Pop Culturist PlayStation Pod, on Mondays at uh, eight AM on podcast services and nine AM on YouTube. I know I was going to be hosting for you at one point tonight, but seriously, mate, you could have oh. done that a bit better. <laughs> Look, it's been a long day. I spent like ten hours helping my sister move apartments yesterday, and I've had no, four hours sleep. You're doing an awesome job, mate, and you're still punching ridiculous hours into this game, and still with the plans of Elden Ring and all that. Like, you're you're a gun, and really I fi- appreciate I fi- the both of you coming finished, together for this. I finished Elden Ring now. I can put it away for a little bit, but that That's... that platinum's calling. That's how that starts, man. I've been, I've done my Dark Souls diligence, and uh, that's how it begins. You go, oh, I could, I finished the game, but a few extra things I could do, and then suddenly I mean, three I'm, more playthroughs later. I'm on New Game Plus three at the moment. Holy shit! Oh, like, okay, at fifty hours of gameplay, I finished it three times. That's We're getting there. We're getting there. Quick. Yeah. Yeah. What a, what a hero. Uh, I met the. I'm, I, casual I'm at difficulty, the... am I right? <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, at, I'm at the part where He's I'm farming. Been doing like, casual. <laughs> I'm at the part where I'm farming like 3 million runes in under half an hour, so. Oh my god. Kind of kind of ridiculous. I'm sitting at like level 200. And... You're a beast. What yeah, a hero. It's, it's good what fun. You should play Well, it, that's alright. You'll be able I'm to do 200 chaos levels in no time then over here. On <laughs> yeah, I wonder if that's just, you're just running the first mission 200, 200 times, times on chaos. That sounds truly awful. It does. Yeah. <laughs> But you bet Max will do it. Anyway, um, we'll wrap things up there. For me, you'll find me at Paul James Games. And just like Jason, go check out all my stuff on the Player 2 website. Uh, make sure to like, share, and subscribe to the, uh, to the YouTube channel, player2.net.au. Uh, the Patch Podcast feed. I presume if you're listening on audio feeds, you're listening to it on that feed because I haven't posted anywhere else. Um, <laughs> so make sure to subscribe to this feed if, you're, if that's where you're checking things out. And otherwise, thank you very much, everyone, for watching. Gents, thanks, long for, thanks a lot for coming on and discussing the game. Thank you very much to Bandai Namco for providing the three of us codes. We really appreciate it. Thanks again, everyone. Well, thanks. Thank you. And we'll all see you later. Bye, everyone.